What's up, happy and healthy? Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Junina Mopola, and if this is your first time here, welcome to Happy and Healthy, a podcast that I post every single Tuesday to help you be overall more happy and healthy mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. And I am 27 years old. I am from Dallas, Texas. I just moved back here from LA. And I started this podcast during the pandemic, and it was the best decision I ever did. I am so thankful. Sorry, there is a notification. I should probably put my phone on Do Not Disturb. But I have just been super thankful for how much you guys are loving this podcast, how you guys share it, the monthly supporters that donate financially, just everything. It means the absolute world to me. And doing this podcast honestly changed my life. Um, It has really given me more motivation, more happiness, more fulfillment. And it is just something I'm so freaking beyond happy that I ever started. So thank you guys for sharing, for tagging your friends, for sending in voice memos, donating, and just listening every single week. Um, so for today's episode, um, I wanted just to sit down and just do a Q&A. I asked you guys some questions on my Instagram. So make sure you follow my Instagram if you're not already so you guys can submit questions for the next Q&A. My Instagram is just Janine Amapola, and you guys sent in a ton. So I'm just going to sit down and answer those questions. And I'm really excited just to have a chill episode with y'all. I love doing these. I love just having you know, an episode where I kind of just touch base, I answer questions, I just hang out with y'all. And hopefully you can kind of just get to know me a little bit more. And it feels like we're just two best friends sitting down, hanging out, having a little chatteroo. I don't know who freaking says chatteroo, but I guess I do. Anyway, didn't mean to rhyme, but here we are. (laughs) To kick off today's episode, I will be doing a voice memo from a listener called Maddie. And I'm going to play that for y'all in a second. But let's just go ahead and jump into today's episode. I hope you guys have been loving my most recent episodes um, that I've been putting out. And of course, more to come. And let's just get right into it and listen to Maddie's voice memo. Before we get into today's voice memo, I just want to remind you guys that you can submit these underneath the description of my podcast and on the YouTube video. There's a button that allows you to do that. I love hearing from you guys. It's super encouraging and fun. So I'm going to be playing a voice memo to kick off this uh, Q&A from a listener named Maddie. Let's do it, Maddie. Hey, Janine. My name is Maddie. And first off, I would just like to say that I really love your podcast. Um, I really gravitate towards them just from being in my 20s and um, coming to the big milestone of college graduation. So I would just like to say thank you for making these podcasts. And then my question for you is, I was wondering if you recommend any personal development books. Um, I know you talk about a lot of different aspects of personal growth in your podcast. So I was just wondering if you had any recommendations for any books or any authors that you really love. Thank you so much, Maddie, for submitting that. Um, It actually was very, very hard for me to pick a couple books because I love to read. I'm not always like super consistent with it, but I do love to read. And I kind of just went over to my bookshelf and just grabbed some of the books. Now, honestly, there's so many more that I could post. And maybe I need to do another post about this on my Instagram because honestly, I'm looking at my bookshelf right now and I'm like, oh, this was so hard. But I went ahead and just grabbed the first five books I can think of that I just found pretty impactful in my life. So I'm just going to go through those really, really quickly. If you're watching the YouTube video, you can actually see these. But if you're listening, I'm going to mention the name and the author and kind of give a brief summary. And hopefully you guys will check these out. 
and I will try to maybe have these linked down below. I'll see if my assistant editor can uh, link these for you guys as well. All right. Starting off, since you said personal growth, I got to start with this one. This is called Atomic Habits by James Clear. It says an Evie, Evie? <laughs> Sorry, it's been a long day. An easy and proven way to build good habits and break bad ones. This was very monumental in my life. My best friend Bree sent this to me for my birthday. And it definitely was awesome. It definitely changed my mindset about how to be more productive and break bad habits and just overall, just like have a more efficient, effective day. And it's not even just for like work related stuff. It could be anything for like foods. If you're a smoker, like any bad habit that you're trying to break and you want to form good ones, this is an incredible book. I do do think this is like the the best personal growth book I can think of. So definitely check this one out. The next one I'm going to say, since you did say you're a young adult in your 20s, I'm going to recommend this book right here called Welcome to Adulting, Navigating Faith, Friendship, Finances, and the Future. And it's from the author Jonathan Placluda, which is one of my friends. He's amazing. I love anything that he puts out, to be honest, like podcasts, Instagram, books wise. He's incredible. So definitely check this out. This is perfect if you are in your 20s, you're leaving college, you're in college, you're just like, I don't know what I'm doing in my life. Boom, this is going to be the book for you. Next, if you are into the dating realm and you're trying to understand your partner and you're trying to understand how are men and women wired differently, how can I understand the opposite sex? How can I date better? This is a book one of my friends recommended to me. I finished it so fast because it changed my life. It is called Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus by John Gray. It's an older book. It says the classic guide to understanding the opposite sex. When you're dating, I think this is going to be extremely crucial. This helped me so much to understand why do men do that? And also for men to be like, why does she do that? This really helps a lot to know what to say, what to avoid, how to think like they do. So you can be like, oh, that's why they do that. Definitely check this out. The next one I'm going to say right here is John Mark Comer, The Ruth, the Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Now, I need this book deeply, badly. As you'll know, I just put out a podcast last week with Ruth Simons, and we talked about the hustle culture and the obsession with that, how to find rest during the hustle culture. This is a staple book that's going to help you do better at that and to understand that more and understand why rest and Sabbath is so important. And John Mark Comer is just a well-respected author. Love listening to anything he says. He also leads a church in Portland, I think, called Bridgetown Church. He leads amazing sermons, so definitely check those out as well. But if you're looking for a way to just find more rest and peace and serenity with the Lord, this is going to be a great book. And the last one I'm going to say is Eat Pretty. Now, again, I like to talk about physicality and being physically healthy as well. Now, this is an incredible book as well. It's called Eat Pretty Nutrition and Beauty for Inside and Out by Jolene Hart. This helped me a lot to realize what ingredients to avoid, um, what uh, foods to put in my body, what should fuel my body, what food should I potentially potentially avoid. Um, Basically, just helps you with like uh, hydration, hair, detox, skin, collagen, sleep, skin protection, sun protection, all that stuff. It literally covers everything from beauty inside and out. It's an amazing book just for overall health. And I definitely recommend this. So check out those five books. That is what I recommend. And hopefully that was helpful. I know that was a longer answer, but those are some books that I just love and really recommend. And there's so many more, but I can't go through all of them. So let's go ahead and get into the Q and a from my Instagram. All right. We're going to be jumping into the questions on Instagram. I'm going to try to answer as many as possible. And the first question, is from Jack's Austin and he said pineapples on pizza and I'm going to say absolutely not I think people that put pineapple on pizza have issues and I do not hang out with people that do that I'm actually being completely sarcastic just so you know but I do not like pineapples on pizza I have a friend that said 
How are you really doing? Like really, really doing. And thank you so much for asking. Um, I would say I'm going through kind of a crazy season right now. I've just got back from traveling a ton. I was in Italy and then Nashville and then Ohio. I'm going to Atlanta this week and then to Waco. And like, it has just been the craziest season. And I do feel like if I don't rest, if I don't slow down, if I don't take a personal mental break, like I do hit a breaking point. I tend to lose my mind or have health issues or something goes wrong or I start to get anxiety. So I'm really, really trying to be more adamant and present in my life just about being intentional about rest and Sabbath and taking care of myself and really reaching out to other friends as well that, you know, need to be checked upon and not trying to be super selfish and only about me, me, me. And so I do think I'm a hit, I'm a little bit hitting another like breaking point and I'm trying to not do that. And so I'm trying to slow down. So next week I just completely like cleared my schedule and I was like, I really want to make time for things that really, really matter, prioritize things, you know, certain friends in my life, family, church, you know, resting with the Lord and just making sure that I am being really intentional about that. Because I do think if we don't rest, your body will hit a breaking point and your faith will suffer. Your friendships will suffer. Everything will suffer. And it's just not a spot to, I want to be in. And so I think I'm, I was hitting that a little bit. And so I'm trying to be better now, but I'm doing very, very well. Thank you so much for asking. There's just so much going on in my life right now. I feel very overwhelmed, but also still very blessed and very thankful and just feel like I'm wanting to be more intentional about, about chilling and resting and taking more breaks so I don't lose my mind. The next question is thoughts on birth control, biblical view of it. Now that's a little bit taboo. It's an interesting topic to talk about. Um, I personally don't see an issue with birth control. Um, I know a lot of other religions or faith or people struggle and say, you know, the, that you're playing God essentially, and that you're controlling when to have a kid and when not to have a kid. And I just, I don't know to me, if I feel like I'm not ready to have a kid yet, then I'm not going to do that. And I think when I get married, whenever that is, um, I want to take a little bit of a break. Like I want to really enjoy time with my husband and just really enjoy that season with him of traveling and just ha figuring out what are we as a couple and life together. And I just don't think I'm ready to have kids right when I get married. And so I probably would wait for like two or three years for me to be married to have kids. And so I probably would use birth control, whether that's, you know, birth, like an actual pill or other contraceptive contraceptives. Is, is that how you pronounce it? Contraceptions. I don't know. You guys get the point. Contraceptions. I think I would use that. And so I don't really see an issue with it. Now, I know some other Christians might say that. My overall thing that I'm just going to say is pray about it. Pray about it with your spouse. Pray about it beforehand before you do any decision. Pray. See what the Lord's telling you to do, what your convictions are. And you don't have to go to other people to necessarily get the answer. Do what feels right for you and that couple and you and your spouse. And pray about it. Seek the Lord and say, God, is this something that you want me to do? But for me, I probably will for just the first couple years of my marriage until I feel like I'm ready to have kids. The next question is, someone said, do people judge you when you drink alcoholic beverages? And I probably would say yes. Here's the thing is about alcohol on social media is that the, the appearance of sin can be dangerous. And so even if I'm holding a drink, I'm, and I'm putting out this faith-related content. I'm a Christian on the internet. I'm, you know, speaking on stages now, and I'm have this podcast. Me holding a drink, of course, can appear like, oh, she's partying, she's getting drunk, she's getting obliterated, when that's definitely not the case. Um, I really don't do that. I haven't done that in a very long time. I am very big into, you know, having a margarita, or having a glass of wine with your friends or your parents or at dinner but not going crazy, not getting drunk, not, you know, using it to numb the pain or to escape or to change your personality or alter anything. 
I do think people do judge me, but I do understand where they're coming from in the sense of, you know, I am a Christian influencer and the appearance of that can perhaps confuse someone or lead someone astray. And I never want to do that. And so it is a little bit of a challenge being an influencer and thinking about, okay, what is it? What is the image? What is the reputation that I have? What is the perception that I'm putting out? And I do need to double check that. However, I always just try to remember like, okay, at the end of the day, I know myself, God knows me, my friends know me, they know that I'm not abusing it, they know that I'm not getting wasted, I'm not getting drunk off of it, and so that's kind of what matters, but I do want to steward my platform and my followers well, so I do tend to go back and forth of like, dang, should I post this, should I not, but I just hope that when people listen to this and see me that they know, okay, yeah, we know Janine, we know she's not abusing it, we know that that's not her intention, but it does definitely kind of get iffy, and there have been times where even though I've had just like one margarita and I had it in the shot, I was like, you know what, probably should post that just because the appearance of it and I've taken things out of it or taken things out of my photos or I've redone shots because I didn't want to have it in there so it just kind of depends but hopefully you'll hear my heart behind that um Chloe asked me how to move on and heal from a breakup and I actually have two episodes on this about heartbreak and all that stuff so make sure you guys go through my podcast and just kind of scroll down there and look through that because there's two resources on there that should be really really helpful for you and I get it y'all I've been through two heartbreaks the hardest time of my life I totally understand where you're coming from. I'm really sorry if that is the season you're going through, but make sure you go through those episodes and check that out because I do have um, help for you guys on that. Okay, Beatrice asked me, thinking of moving back to LA, and I'm going to say absolutely not. Um, Unless I felt extremely compelled and I felt like the Lord was like, go back to LA, I do not see myself ever going back there. I wouldn't be opposed to moving abroad and doing mission work abroad with my future spouse, whatever country that looks like, I don't really care. Just wherever the Lord is leading me and my spouse to go, I just don't foresee me going back to LA. I don't really see there there being any reason for me to. And Honestly, now that I'm back in Texas, I just feel like the lifestyle here is so much easier. It's so much more slow paced. It's so much less stress, cheaper. I mean, just the community and churches and being back with my family and dating's better here. Um, So I don't foresee me ever going back to LA unless I just strongly felt that the Lord was like, you need to go back. But I think I had an amazing season there. It was, it was good for what I needed and the Lord really changed my life there, but I just don't see me ever going back. But no offense if you live there, still love, love, love LA, love the whole city, love the whole country, not country, I'm an idiot, state, but um, I just don't see myself ever going back there, to be honest. Madeline asked me, what is your favorite song from Maverick City? And I'm going to be kind of torn between Jaira and Build Your Church. Those are the two that I'm probably bopping to majority, but I would say as of right now, Build Your Church has been like probably on repeat, so definitely that one. How to deal with single life pressure. So I do have an episode on this of just navigating singleness, and I would say, you know, there's the only way that we're really able to be pressured into it is by outside sources, and at the end of the day, like we have the control. We have the ultimate say. Us and God have the ultimate say. Me and God have the ultimate say on singleness and identity and being confident in that. And so the only reason why I really think that a lot of people trip out about singleness is all the other pressures, whether that's seeing your friend get into a relationship, seeing social media of people being in a relationship, perhaps your parents are coming up to you being like, when are you going to date? When are you going to date? And maybe you're just feeling like all, you know, your friends and everyone, everyone else is finding love and all these happy couples on social media. And you're like, when is it my time? Like, When will God help me find that person? Like, is there something wrong with me? Am I lacking something? And maybe there is still time for you to have growth. Maybe there is still time for you to be like, 
okay, I just need to fall completely in love with Jesus. And I really do think it matters. And I promise you, take it from me. The single season is so crucial. It is so vital. And I know that's like not what anyone wants to hear anymore. Like everyone's probably so sick of being like, being single is fun and just use that time to get to know yourself and love yourself and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I don't want to like be preaching the same message over and over and over. But I do think that majority of the relationship problems are not relationship problems. They're actually single people problems. I once heard Jonathan Bakluda say that. And those are things that we need to figure out and things that would need to be done and healed and worked through in the single single season. And so the thing is, the grass is not always greener on the other side. Just because someone's in a relationship or they're married or they're engaged does not mean that they're 20 billion times happier, does not mean that they have everything together, does not mean that life is perfect, does not mean that God is blessing them more, that they're more favored or that God likes them better. I don't want you to think that. There's nothing wrong with you, but I just want you to flip the script in your brain and just say, okay, God, how can I best love you and serve you and know myself and know you way more during the season? How can I be completely enamored and find my true identity and make you my foundation for my life and for my heart and for my soul and for my mind? How can I do that in this season until you bring the person? Because I think oftentimes we're like, I must be doing something wrong. I'm hiding myself. I'm not going out more. I'm not trying enough. And sure, there might be more ways you can put yourself out there by joining a small group or going to church or, you know, going golfing or picking up a hobby, whatever the case may be. But I do think that if you just keep seeking God and you keep praying and you keep being, you know, desiring this and journaling through it and writing your list and just being like, God, like I'm praying for my spouse, God, I desire this. He's going to give you the desire of your heart eventually if that's his will, if that is his will. So just be intentional about praying through that and not losing hope because I know it seems like you're, you know, maybe in the desert and you're like, where is he? There's no one here, but trust him. Keep seeking and be okay and be open to saying yes to people that are abnormal or maybe people that you're not typically going for that are maybe outside of your type. Say yes to that because you don't know what God's going to do. You know, chemistry can grow, character you know, doesn't, doesn't, uh, fade. And so you want to make sure that you're going for a character and godly good guys and chemistry can grow. So don't go, you know, for the hottest, sexiest man ever say yes to men that maybe are outside of your type or men that you don't typically go for, because oftentimes God will be like, that's really what I had for you. And so if he asks you on a date, just be willing to say yes and give it a try. Cause you never know what God's going to do. There's nothing wrong with you. Just keep uh, abiding in him, trusting him and just journaling through it because I know it's a hard season. I know it is, but God does not want to waste this season. So don't waste it either. What has brought you peace about your move to Texas? I would just say overall, um, just the ease of lifestyle here, being back with my family, living with Maddie has been extremely fun and so worth it. And just that whole friendship and everything that we've gotten to do together and just all the different opportunities and just the peace that I have overall in my life and just dating and um, just work and career. Like there's just so much peace around it. And I feel like whenever I come back, I'm like, I'm like, this is home. Like, and even though it it can be really hot here and sometimes a little boring, I do find a lot of peace being here. And so it's home. Like there's just an overall peace about being back in your home state and your hometown. And so Overall, I just feel like it was where God called me to be, and I listened, and I'm really, really glad I did that. Someone asked me, what is the best way to stop comparing yourselves? And Maddie and I made an entire YouTube video about this on my YouTube, so definitely go check that out. We talked all about that there, and hopefully that'll be a good resource for you as well. Okay, this is definitely going to be an interesting one. Um, So Alexis asked me, 
A guy I'm seeing doesn't want to wait for sex. I do, but I don't know how to bring up the conversation. Ooh, I'm about to pop off on this one. So this is very big for me. Personally, I'm waiting for marriage. I have been waiting for the last, you know, five, six years now. Um, And I am waiting again till I get married, which I don't know when that will be. So I totally get that. And as I've been going through the dating phase as well, if I were to ever have a guy say he's not waiting for marriage, I would instantly end that. Like, to be honest, I wouldn't even entertain it. It's just not something I'm interested in. I just don't think that that guy respects, you know, perhaps me then, God's word, just God's um, calling and desire for marriage and the beauty of that. And so that would just be in a relationship that I wouldn't even entertain. And so I would just bring it up and just say, hey, I just wanted to ask you, what are your thoughts on sex before marriage? It's something that I really am adamant about and very passionate about. And it's just something that I really believe that God has saved for marriage. And so I wanted to hear your thoughts on that. And then if he's like, yeah, it's not something I want to do, then you can be like, okay, you know, that's totally fine that you want to do that. But just for me, I'm looking for someone that has the same goal and the same mindset that wants to wait for marriage because I do believe it's something very sacred. And so um, thank you so much for your time. Um, But I'm just going to have to be moving forward and looking for someone that does have that same quality as me. And it's not shaming them. It's not guilting them. But it's just saying, hey, this is what I'm looking for. And you cannot fulfill that. And so I will be moving forward. But best of luck to you. And so I would just bring it up and be very, very clear. I do think that's something that should be established pretty early on in the relationship because as you guys continue to date and entertain physical stuff and if you're kissing this person, like that's going to get very, very hard. And there's two people that are not on the same page and you guys are not in alignment with God's word and your viewpoint on sex before marriage you're going to fall eventually, unfortunately, because if one person is not aligned with the other, you're going to usually get dragged down by the one person that doesn't align. Whether you like it or not, you're going to start compromising slowly but surely because that person does not believe the same thing as you. And that's going to eventually affect you and pull you down. And so I promise you, take it from me. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. So leave while you can Don't entertain it and look for a godly man that has that same goal. I promise you there's tons out there. They may be more quiet about it or may shy or maybe more shy, but I promise you there's guys out there that are willing to wait, respect your body, respect your boundaries, your morals, and have the same as well. I promise you. So I would just personally end it with that guy. Okay, someone asked me advice on being a UT freshman. I'm a current freshman. So uh, sorry, she said advice on being a current UT student. So hook em horns, that's where I went to college. Uh, my sister and I also did a podcast on this called College Do's and Don'ts. That's also on my Happy and Healthy podcast. Definitely check that out because that's advice from two people to my sister and I. We both went to UT. That would help you out a ton. So definitely check out that podcast as well. If you are a college freshman or you're just in college and you need some advice, check out that podcast as well. Ashley asked me, do you want to have kids and get married one day? And yes, I do. Definitely. I want to have kids probably in the next three years and I would love to be married. Marriage, like having a healthy marriage, just by a house with him and traveling and raising a family and doing ministry and all that stuff has always been a dream of mine so absolutely Sarah Beth asked me have you ever been married and I yes I have it's a very long story and I just want to open up really quickly as to probably why I've never really talked about it and why I've been always very nervous about it um first of all I got eloped in college my senior year it was a very toxic unhealthy, abusive relationship, and it did not end well. I 
had to block him on literally everything and just had to get lawyers involved. And it was just not fun. I had to get an annulment from this person, which basically means you legally undo the marriage. So it's not divorce, but you go to the court system and based upon the grounds of certain things, whether it's like fraud or they lied about something or there's like either he was previously married or he was married still at the time when you guys got married, like there's certain grounds as to why you can get an annulment. Not everyone can get an annulment, but I had three cases as to why I could get an annulment from this person. And it was just a very unhealthy relationship. And I've always wanted to talk about it and open up about it. I've just never known really how to do it, whether that's a YouTube video or a more serious format or it's a podcast or opening up about it on Instagram. I've always been very nervous because I think there's such a negative stigma around divorce or this word marriage or whatever. And I'm very open about it, especially to people that I know. But because the story has so many details and nuance and it's not just like, yeah, guys, I got married and got a divorce because I hated him or whatever. Like, that's not what it's like. Like, the story has so much nuance and I don't really feel like completely reopening the can and the wounds and also just bringing him back into it because this is a person that I do not contact anymore. I have forgiven him, but I do not contact him. I don't want to talk about him. I don't even want to give him recognition. I don't even want to like bring up his name because it was a very traumatic time in my life and something that really affected me in a lot of ways. And so I'm not scared to talk about it. Like I'm open like right now, like I talk about it with all my friends and people that I know, but publicly when people come and they pick things apart and they judge you and they assume things and they put like, oh, she was married, she was married and they make me feel bad for it when I don't feel bad for it. Like I'm completely forgiven. I do believe that I've fully been forgiven and I've surrendered it to the Lord and went through all the steps of healing and growth and counseling and completely being honest with all my friends and family about what happened and all of that stuff. Like I'm healed from it. It's not something that I just think I can lightly throw around and I've just never known truly how to talk about it. And I really want to because I believe that this story will provide a lot of other women freedom, women that have been through a toxic, abusive, manipulative, spiritual manipulative relationship that, you know, intimacy was involved in and abuse and mental abuse, emotional abuse, verbal abuse, all that stuff. I really want to help other women. I've just never known how to do it, whether that's a video or a book or a podcast. And so I've been praying about it for a while about how to do it and I don't have full clarity on it, but I promise you guys one day I want to open up about it. I just don't know fully how to without completely rehashing it, dragging him down, you know, crapping on him, making it seem like I'm not over it because I am, but I just never known how to talk about it. And so to answer that question, short and simple, yes, I was. And it was a very weird paper marriage that never was real. I never walked down the aisle. I never really got a real ring. I never got, you know, a real ceremony. He never really asked my dad. It was just very weird. It was a very strange situation that I got very manipulated into. And I was very weak at that time. And it's, again, a longer story. But to answer that question, short and simple, yes and no, because it wasn't really real and it wasn't under the covenant of God, and it wasn't really a real marriage. It was just a piece of paper. But legally, yes, I was. And so just to be short and plain and simple, yes. There's the story and why I've been very hesitant to talk about it. Okay, the next question is from Elizabeth, and she said to me, when's the last time you went on a date? And the last time I went on a date was end of May, and it went really well, and he was really cute, and yeah, that was the last time I went on a date. But someone asked me, ma'am, where did you get your Cowboys sweatshirt? And I got all my Cowboys gear actually just from the legit like Cowboys official store at the stadium, so that's where I got it from. 
Someone asked me, what is my go-to coffee order? Now, I always do either an iced vanilla latte with almond milk and sugar-free vanilla syrup, or I do a like grande misto vanilla uh, coffee with almond milk and also sugar-free vanilla. Um, the reason why it's called a misto or as a cafe au lait is I don't like my milk to be foamy. I like it just to be warm. So that's where they just steam the almond milk instead. That's when they, when they call it a misto or a cafe au lait. Okay. Name five turnoffs. Um, so I'd say a turnoff in a guy is probably cockiness. Like if you just know this guy is super into himself, he, uh, is just always staring himself in the mirror. And there's just a certain energy that I feel like guys get off when you know they're very, very into themselves. And it's just like, ugh. like when they, when you don't even ask them, okay, for example, there was this one guy that I met this past week in Nashville and you can kind of tell when someone's like insecure deep down inside, because you don't even have to ask them, like, what are your, what are your accolades or what do you do or whatever? They'll just tell you. Like this one guy I met recently, he was like, oh yeah, I have a place in Nashville and DC and New York. And I was like, cool. Like I didn't ask you. And like, he just like wanted to like make a point of interest to like make sure I knew that he had three places. And I was like, dope, cool. Like I didn't ask you. You see what I'm saying? That's kind of a turnoff is I guess just like bragging and cockiness. Secondly, I'd probably just say like bad hygiene. Like I think like taking care of yourself is very important. Like I brush my teeth probably like six times a day, which is probably unhealthy, but deodorant, shower, whitening your teeth, like shaving, like just having good hygiene, I think is very important. I'm not trying to kiss nobody with no dang nasty, stanky breath. So that kind of bothers me. I would just say laziness. Like I really do believe that whatever you do, whether it's like you think it's a basic job or a, a fancy job, whatever it doesn't mean, like just putting all your hard work and your, and your ambition into this and not just being lazy. And I think stewarding well, the gifts that God has given you is really important. So I think laziness would be kind of a turnoff. If a guy just like sits around all day and plays video games, I just don't personally like that. Now I'm not saying it's bad if a guy plays video games, but for me, that makes me sometimes think maybe he's just like lazy and doesn't really want to like invest in people or do other things like being outside or working out or whatever. He just wants to sit around and eat food and play video games. I don't know. That's kind of a little bit of a turnoff for me. If that's something you're into, totally fine. Just for me, it's not something I'm totally into. Uh, probably, probably like fourthly, I think that's fourthly, maybe just a guy that's not invested into church and to other people and isn't really serving and doesn't really care to go to church. And that's just not really invested in the body of Christ. Doesn't listen to worship music, doesn't read books, doesn't read his Bible, doesn't listen to, you know, uplifting, uplifting podcasts. Like I just love a man that's very like driven and loves to learn and to grow and to change his mindset and just to be very like, healthy overall because that's very important to me so I think a guy that just is very driven is really sexy and if I think he just doesn't care for self-improvement at all and investing back into church and people that would be kind of a turnoff for me as well and then um fifthly I don't know oh I would say this is probably maybe sort of more superficial but I think fashion on a guy is really important sometimes when guys wear like overly ripped jeans and like super tight jeans I I am so not into that. I just do not do it. I, it's, I know that's more superficial, but that is just a big turnoff for me. Like, I don't like the overly ripped skinny jeans. I just, I don't know. I think it's kind of tacky. Again, if that's something you're into, that's totally Gucci. But for me, I, that's just not what I'm into. Okay, I'm going to start wrapping up here very, very soon, but let's look through this one more time. Okay, I'm going to answer two more questions, and then we're going to wrap this episode up. So I got a question that said, advice for setting physical and emotional boundaries in relationships. Now, there's an incredible um, author and speaker 
called Dr. Henry Cloud. He talks all about boundaries. I'm actually trying to get him on the podcast, but he has written a ton of resources within dating, marriage, friendships, boundaries, just in general. I would definitely check him out. He would help you guys all with this. I had to learn this the hard way about boundaries and knowing when to say no and when to just draw the line and have healthy boundaries to be like, no, like you're not going to abuse me anymore or I just need to say no to this event or no to letting you borrow money from me or borrowing my car or staying at my place or whatever. So definitely check out him because he's someone that I've learned a lot from and I really respect his writing and just who he is as a person. So that is Dr. Henry Cloud. Okay, and then the next question is, okay, Sydney said, what is something that the Lord is teaching you in this season? And I love this question. Overall, I think something that I just keep learning and I keep trying to remember and reteach myself is just how important it is to slow down and just to know God, to know the word of God, to spend time with him. The thing is, we can often get our faith and our Bible verses from social media, from podcasts, from sermons, from books, from YouTube, whatever we're doing, like all these extra resources and supplements, but that was never meant to replace the true word of God, your true relationship with the Lord. And so it's super easy for us to run to social media to be like, what does this influencer have to say? What does this podcast have to say? What does this YouTube have to say? My favorite pastor. And we can tend to replace just God and just the Bible and that being enough because we are dependent upon and codependent upon these people to tell us, who God is when, when, when in the Bible, we already know who God is because reading his word, because we are able to know who he is and who he says that we are by just simply reading his word. And so sometimes I just feel like I tend to do that where I'm like, Oh, I've listened to worship music today, or I listened to a sermon. So I'm good. Or I went to church. So I'm good. And that's not enough. Sometimes, sometimes it's more important to just sit down and pray and worship and journal and be alone with the creator just to slow down, to say no to all the other additions and supplements and not to replace the true one source and the true vine. Because at the end of the day, like if those all fade and those all go, say your favorite pastor steps down, your book disappears. I don't know. Like your favorite, you know, YouTube channel gets deleted. Like then what are you going to do? And so sometimes I think it's just important to be like, is the Bible enough for me? Is God enough for me? Is just Having this in Jesus, is that alone, is that enough for me? Can I sit and be still with him? And that's something that I'm trying to be better at is not depending upon devotionals or podcasts or other people. Now, those are all great things. Do not get me wrong. They're all meant there to be help and additions and to encourage you and to help you, you know, know God more if you don't know him more. But sometimes I think it's just super important just to slow down Remove everything else and just say, God, are you enough for me? Can I just sit here and pray to you? Can I worship you? Can I talk to you? Can I, like, I think sometimes what people think is that they have to come to an influencer or a pastor or somebody to be like, help me hear God. Help me know God. Help me discern this. And I think that God has given us all the ability and the discernment and the wisdom in his word and just by knowing him through the Holy Spirit, because we all have the Holy Spirit if we are Christians and if we've accepted him, as, accepted him as our Lord and Savior, we all have the ability to hear from him, to know him, to speak to him, to pray to him and have him speak to us as well. And so being careful that we're not being dependent upon people or resources when we have the ability and all we need right there within the word of God. So I think that's something that I've been trying to be better at is just slowing down. And again, like I said, the rest and the Sabbath, like 
I was super convicted about it when I went to Nashville because the conference kept talking about slowing down and rest, not being in the hamster wheel. And I just like felt this, I felt the Lord gave me this vision of just me running in place and running, 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 running. I was like burning myself. I was like going super fast. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. I'm so tired. And I like looked down and my feet were running in the same place. And then I looked behind me and there was like this rope tied around my waist and like this big, heavy cinder block just dragging me backwards. And I felt like the Lord was like, if you keep doing this on your own strength and in vain, you're not going to go anywhere. Like if you're not learning to slow down and rest and to hear my voice and you're just doing this on your own strength, like what is it good for? Like this is good for nothing. If you're not actually abiding and Sabbathing and resting and spending time with me and knowing who I say you are. And so sometimes like we can, we can lose creativity or lose originality because we're just looking at everyone else is doing and we're not actually sitting being like, God, what do you want to teach me? What do you want to show me? What would be beneficial for other people to hear? Because we've never slowed down just to still ourselves and hear his voice. And that's something I've had people tell me so often, like, how are you slowing down? Are you resting? Are you relaxing? Are you Sabbathing? Are you getting off social media? Are you taking a break? Are you sitting with the Lord? And I've been like, Nope. And so that's mainly the number one thing I'd need to do is just do that and just sit with the Lord and be okay with not posting and be okay with not having to work 24 seven because within my job, I feel like there's always something that can be done, whether people see it or not, or know it or not, there's always something that can be done. And sometimes just being like, I don't need to do this right now. Like right now, my number one priority is Jesus and Jesus alone and knowing him and remembering that like that at the end of the day, is what matters. That is why I do what I do. Like if that is not my foundation and my rock and my anchor, I'm going to fall. And so I need to make sure I'm always going back and being like, okay, God, you and me, you and me, you and me, what do you want from me? What do you want me to do? How can I know you better? How can I love you more? What, who do you say I am? And so that's something I would say I've been learning. So anyways, thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. I hope that kind of gave you more clarity and just wisdom and discernment and just some advice and you guys got to just kind of know me better. I know that some of these topics might be a little bit taboo, whether that's marriage or birth control or sex before marriage or anything of that sort. But if you don't agree with me, that's totally okay. Feel free to disagree, but that's just my opinion and my perspective. And I still hope that that helped you guys out. Um, I care so deeply for you guys. I'm always trying to help y'all out and give you guys resources and better you as well and just push you back to Christ. Cause at the end of the day, like I said, that is what matters. And so thank you guys so much for joining me on today's episode. I will see you guys next Tuesday for another episode of Happy and Healthy. Until then, stay happy and healthy. Love you all so much. And peace out, Girl Scout. Bye, guys.